I'm Dennis Astopas of the Business Mirror, and this is the Broader Look Podcast. Good day! Welcome to Table Tales Tuesdays, a segment of the Business Mirror BM Broader Look Podcast that talks about agriculture and food. Today's episode puts a spotlight on the sagging trend of the Philippine banana industry. This is based on the stories written by Business Mirror reporters Jasper Emanuel Arcalas and Jovi Marie de la Cruz, and the Business Mirror Mindanao Bureau Chief, Manuel Cayon. For more stories on food and agriculture, please visit the Business Mirror website. For the print edition, please go to the Agriculture and Commodities section of the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. Banana growers and exporters are pinning their hopes on Congress to fast-track the passage of a law creating a research center that would address some of the industry's production woes such as curbing the spread of the Panama disease. According to the Filipino Banana Growers and Exporters Association, or PBJA, the establishment of the country's proposed state-of-the-art banana research and development center has not progressed after years of back-and-forth discussions with the government. PBJA Executive Director Stephen Antig said the industry remains hopeful that the campaign promise of President Marcos Jr. of the much-needed research facility would come true under his administration. Antig told the Business Mirror in an interview late February there is still no progress on that proposal. Antig said they are keeping their fingers crossed that the bills filed at the House of the Representatives will be passed by the lower chamber and the Senate. Antig said they hope other lawmakers would show support to the banana industry which has been grappling with various challenges, just as Albay Representative Joey Salceda did late last year. Congressman Salceda, the vice chairman of the House Committee on Agriculture and Food, said the banana industry is facing a life-or-death situation and urged the administration to implement necessary interventions to keep one of the country's prized agricultural exports surviving. Antig said they are hoping lawmakers other than Congressman Salceda would be able to see the importance of the banana industry. In October last year, Congressman Salceda warned of a life-or-death decade for the country's banana sector, saying that disease, global competition, investor flight, and climate change threaten the survival of the country's second-largest agricultural export. Congressman Salceda said that if the government doesn't act on the problems of the sector, the country will lose its dominance over bananas in Asia by the year 2030. Congressman Salceda said climate change and disease are existential threats to the sector. The PBJ has been lobbying for the construction of a research facility that would oversee the production of high-yielding and even resistant varieties to Panama disease that has been the bane of the industry in recent years. The association estimates that about 15,000 hectares to 36,000 hectares of the total 88,000 hectares planted with bananas nationwide are infested with Panama disease. Antig warned that the banana industry would be in a more dire state in five years' time if they will not be able to identify a, a Panama disease-resistant variety in the absence of a research facility. In the 19th Congress, four bills filed at the House of Representatives seek to establish a research institute or a council to oversee the development of the banana industry. Two of the bills seek to establish a banana industry or export development council 
while one bill wants to create a National Research Development and Extension Center for Bananas. At the Senate, only Senator Jaime Marcos filed a related bill that wants to establish a Banana Export Development Council. Nonetheless, all bills seek to appropriate the necessary funds for the development of the banana industry. Congressman Zaceda said that Fusarium wilt, also known as Panama disease, could kill the industry just as the disease killed the abaca export sector in his province of Albay. From planters, Albay is now merely an aggregator, largely because of disease in the 1980s, the congressman said. The congressman offered to take this as a cautionary tale. Abaca used to make Albay the richest province in the country during the early 1900s, he said. Congressman Salceda urged the Department of Agriculture to consider taking the Crop Pest Management Division under the Bureau of Plant Industry out of the recesses of the bureaucracy and transform it into a main unit of the Agriculture Department. The lawmaker said pests are already posing the main existential threat to the onion industry. If the government doesn't get that right, we can say permanently goodbye to local onions this decade, the congressman said. Congressman Salceda said the situation could be the same for bananas. The United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization explained that banana production in the Philippines continued to fall as growers struggled to address and curb the devastating spread of banana fusarium with tropical race for disease. PBJS Antig concurred with the reasons of the Food and Agriculture Organization, disclosing that his group estimated the total hectare affected by fusarium wilt is between 15,000 hectares and 36,000 hectares. The area would represent about 17% to 40% of the 88,000 hectares planted with bananas nationwide. Antig said the small and medium-scale banana producers are the ones affected the most by the spread of fusarium wilt. According to Antig, there are no more small and medium-scale banana producers. They used to control half of the industry and based on the feedback, they have been wiped out, Antig said. Ten years ago, or before Typhoon Pablo wrought havoc on eastern Mindanao, the banana sector had as much as 85,000 hectares. With the Panama disease aided by Pablo's floodwaters in its spread across the region, the industry lost 30,000 hectares in the last 10 years, with half of this hectareage lost in the Davao region. The Cavendish banana was first widely grown in Davao del Norte and Compostela Valley, now renamed Davao de Oro. With the ravages caused mainly by the Panama disease, PBJA Chairman Alberto Bacani said it now looks depressing in Davao del Norte with many abandoned farms. Bacani said some multinational companies like Sumifru and local big growers like Lapanday have already left the industry to invest elsewhere like Sumifru, which bought 2,000 hectares in Ecuador. Bakani said projections indicated that this year's export volume would go down to 140 million 13.5 kilogram boxes from 160 million in 2020 to 2021, due mainly to the Panama disease. Bakani said whatever new areas opened are not expansion but replacing lost hectareage. Bakani said the industry would not even venture into the Visayas and Luzon regions because these are within the typhoon belt. Aside from diseases, Congressman Saceda also cited that relatively high tariffs in the country's main banana markets, high input costs, and competition from other players are killing the banana sector by slow but steady strangulation, 
Salcedo said the most important change that is within the control of President Marcos is to push for zero tariffs for Philippine bananas in Japan, the country's main market for banana exports and a leading ally of the Philippines. Congressman Salcedo said there is one single, most important, most immediate effort for the country's domestic banana sector, zero tariffs for Philippine bananas in Japan, the country's strategic partner. According to the congressman, Japan has already slashed tariff to zero for Mexico, Peru, Cambodia, and Laos. The lawmaker added that Laos and Cambodia are already becoming emerging sources of banana exports after Filipino farmers were pirated in these farms. Meanwhile, Vietnam's tariff is now at 8% and will be zero by the year 2028. The effective tariff rate for the country's banana is still at 8 to 13%. Congressman Salceda added there are fewer typhoons in all of these competitors. The lawmaker added, and these countries are arguably less important as a geostrategic partner for Japan than the Philippines is. So he thinks morally and geopolitically, the Philippines can strongly argue for zero tariffs for Philippine bananas in Japan. A higher tariff means exporters from the Philippines would have to charge higher retail prices to offset the tax in the foreign market. But this simple economic reality would not be palatable to the ordinary Japanese or South Korean consumer who have other choices from cheaper competing brands. And so Philippine exporters have to bring down their retail price at the level of their competitors to stay afloat, at the risk of trimming down further the profit margin, while costs of growing the banana at home are getting more expensive. The Business Mirror earlier reported that the Philippines' banana exports extended its sagging trend as total volume last year plunged to a six-year low of 2.273 of million metric tons, with producers grappling with production woes from high input costs to the spread of fusarin wilt. The country's total banana shipments in 2022 was 6.5% lower than the 2.432 million metric tons recorded volume in the year 2021. Publicly released data from the Philippine Statistics Authority showed because of the lower volume, the value of the country's banana exports last year also declined by 3.66% to $1.096 billion from $1.138 billion in 2021, according to data from the Philippine Statistics Authority. Despite the contractions in volume and value, bananas remained as the second most valuable agricultural export of the country behind coconut oil. However, bananas fell by a notch to the 12th position in the total exports of goods by the Philippines, based on historical data from the Philippine Statistics Authority. Data from the Philippine Statistics Authority showed this is the lowest annual volume and value of banana exports registered by the country since 2016, when it stood at 1.733 million metric tons, worth $730.459 million. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business Mayor Bienvenido Look podcast. As always, we are grateful for your support. For suggestions and comments, please email news.businessmayor@gmail.com with the subject line "BM Podcast." Many thanks go to Business Mayor reporter Jasper Emmanuel Arcalas for the technical and sound editing. This is Dennis Estopas of the Business Mayor asking you to stay safe, stay strong, and be empowered. Catch you in the next episode.